everyone, and welcome back to the Advocates Advocates podcast, the show that is bringing simplicity back into the complex world of beer, wine, and spirits. I am your host, Spence Craft, and I want to welcome any new listeners today. Thank you for joining us, and go ahead and thank the uh, person who sent you our way. I have no doubts that you are going to get some value from this podcast. As always, I am here with co-host Kenyatta Samuel. Kenyatta, it's been a few weeks since uh, since we've seen you. How you been? What's new? I've been good. I've been good doing the kitty thing and, uh, you know, adulting, adulting, for lack of better terms. And uh, now getting back into the swing of some um, drinking some good beers and uh, being amazed and astonished at what I don't know. Of course. Well, every day you learn something new. If you're not learning, you're dying, I believe. Yep. And uh, here we are, 50 days away from Christmas. I can't believe it. Um, I know. So go ahead. Why'd you have to remind me and my wallet? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I've got marketing for that on me. But, uh, but no, I bring that up because typically this is when we come together, friends, family, and that's there's no better time to really imbibe and enjoy you know, that special bottle of beer, wine, spirit, whatever. Um, so hopefully you can listen to the show. We can help give you some direction based on your personal taste. And you're not listening to some self-proclaimed advocate telling you what is good and what's not. So I'm going to keep my soapbox you know, under the bed there. Um, but before we get going and introduce our guests, uh, I do have some house cleaning. So I do hope that everyone had a safe, fun Halloween last Tuesday. And for those who do not live in the Louisville area, basically what happened, uh, we did not have a show because we were due for some inclement weather on Halloween Wednesday. So we moved trick-or-treating to Tuesday. Tuesday's when we do the show. We've got families, plans, etc. So we ended up doing that instead. I do want to say that um, that brain hemorrhage video was one of the top videos that we've had. Like. More views than, you know, listeners to the show. I hate saying that, but um, <laughs> hopefully we can reverse that. But listeners, uh, I do plan on doing that a bit more because obviously the demand is there. And finally, if you do have any beverages, uh, cocktails, beers, or wine that you want to see or hear reviewed on this show, please let us know. That is what our Facebook group is for. Don't be afraid to private message me and let me know if you want us to do a show on on bourbon. I mean, we'll be happy to take a break from beer and maybe get a few pints and taste those out for you. But without further ado, I've got two great guests here. We have our average imbiber, the one, the only, Jose Papi Fuego Hernandez. How you doing, Papi? I'm doing well, my friend. Thank you for having me. Hey, no problem. Thanks for being here. We appreciate it. So, Fuego. Tell us a little bit about the beers that you typically lean towards, lean against. We're very open about our biases here on our show. So before we start tasting, let our listeners know what you really, really like and what you really, really do not like. Um, honestly, man, I've always been a real big fan of the German stuff. Uh, you know, Hefeweizens, you know, Oktoberfest huh. is one of my favorite times of the year. You know, you get a lot of that stuff going on. Um, you know... But I'm not really picky, you know. I, I like IPAs too, you know. Saisons. Uh, uh, I, I kind of I tend to stay away from like really uh, like sweet stuff, or maybe like sours and like ciders, stuff like that. You know, you usually that's what I tend to stay away from. Um, but other than that, man, I mean, 
I'm really I'm really open on what on what I like. You know, I like to try new things. You know, obviously there's there's a lot of variety out there. So you know, it's it, it's always I'm always open to exploring new ones. You know? Awesome. Well, that's what the show is definitely for. Um, and then our professional tonight, Miss <laughs> Anna Joy Goodhart. She Hi. is a former hello. She is a former beer tender and well, full bartender, right? Mm-hmm. At Gravely, right here in Louisville. She then, you know, grew a brain and uh, <laughs> came over True. to join us at Great Flood before um, she she became a team member here. She was set to be a professional um, at an earlier show. Uh, life happens. And I uh, wasn't to make it, but we are so glad to have you here tonight. Go ahead, tell us a little bit about your professional background. And same question to you: the beers that you typically like, dislike, what you look for, and stay away from. Awesome! Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to actually have the opportunity. Um, okay, so the beers that I typically like to drink are actually currently rapidly changing. Uh, professionally, I started working with beer at a loggery, logger house slash cidery in Denver, Colorado. So I was there for a little while, and they really do just specialize. They've got pretty much three beers that are on uh, German style. There's a there's a lager, a pilsner, and usually a dunkel as well. So I was very heavily immersed in the German side of things, and that was really around the time I was <laughs> finally had forced myself to drink enough beer that I actually started loving it. Ever since then, I've had quite a rapid transition throughout all different kinds of styles of beer that I like, and really only maybe two to three weeks ago have been finding myself able to not only drink, but actually really enjoy standard IPAs, double IPAs, and things of that nature, sort of introduced through the New England IPA Avenue, and uh, just finding more nuance within my palate, which is pretty cool to see the transition there. Well, that, that's the uh, fun part of drinking, you know. <laughs> Isn't I'm, it? <laughs> you sit there and you say, oh, I don't like IPAs, and then you sip something without knowing it, and it's like, oh, that's not that. Oh, and, yeah. and then the bartender says, oh, that's an IPA, yeah, and you yeah. can't believe it. In fact, I think you've been heavily responsible for that a little bit at, at, yeah. at, at the inception for me of that transition, so thank you. And I wish they could see the smile on my yeah. face. Well, I'll tell, I'll tell you what, if you caught me a couple years ago, you couldn't get me to drink an IPA. You know, I was strictly Modelo and Corona. You know, oh yeah, that was that was my palate before. Before uh, a good friend of mine brought me to the flood, actually, he he said, "Hey man, uh, he said you want a beer?" And I was like, "Yeah." You know, and, I, and, and funny story, I asked the guy for a Modelo, and he uh, <laughs> he said, "Man, we don't sell." He said, "This is a." And, and then he and he and he turned right in the face and he was like, "This is what we have." And he put it to the board, and so I said, "All right, man, give me a, give me that saison." So you know, and that was my first beer I had, you know. And I, but yeah, it's it, it's funny because you you evolve, you know. Yeah. And, and back then I was like, you know, I had an IPA and I was like, "Ooh, this is hoppy," you know, and stayed away from them. And now I'm. They trick you into and, it, yeah, I yeah. swear, but it's always worth it. Yeah. I will say I'm very much on the sour-hating train. That seems to be sort of a trend. Uh, I, I'm here for that. I do not mess with sours. <laughs> and Kenyatta's over there, you know, fist bumping. He's got he's got his crew here, his brew crew. <laughs> so I'm loving this group. This group is awesome. <laughs> So obviously, Kenyatta, you do not like the sours. We've said in previous episodes, you're a self-proclaimed hophead, yep. booze cruiser. 
but it's been a few weeks. Speak for yourself here and remind us, uh, what do you look for? Uh, what do you stay away from? But most importantly, we've got a few Belgian brown ales in front of us. What are your expectations and what are you kind of perceiving this show to bring for you? So, as stated, yes, I am like um, the hophead upon hopheads. And, you know, Russian Imperials, IPAs, go big or go home, high alcohol contents. So it's either going to have high hops or high booze, if not both. Um, as we started doing the show, um, you know, it's good to start finding some variety because, you know, you reach a point where you can't drink 10% beers all the time and be uh, normal. Especially at my age. <laughs> so, you know. Well, what's that, like 31? <laughs> 42. But, you know, so, you know, Oktoberfest was a great surprise for me. You know, to be totally honest. Some great beers in that mix. And um, that was great. Um, and so, turnoffs, obviously, sours. I just, I will try a sour. I will probably not drink the rest of the sour. Um, that's just the way it is. And, you know, to each your own on that one. That's probably the one genre of beers that I just kind of say no to. Um, as far as with the Belgian brown ales, I don't know. I'm looking at the beers in front of us. I see the colors of the beers already. And I think the brown ales, the Belgian brown ales, are going to have a wide range of just flavors and tastes. I mean, if I'm looking at this, not knowing anything of how a brown ale works, it's going to be a very, very, very large category that you could probably fit something into, which may be one of the reasons why most Americans don't gravitate towards it, because it's such a large category. Yeah. Now, with all that being said, we get into it, it may all taste the same. Yeah. So, it's, um, but that's kind of what I'm getting. I guarantee you we're probably going to have something that tastes very malt forward on one, very hot forward on the other, and then we're trying to figure out what the hell it is on the third one. So, You're always that third one. <laughs> yes. You'll always accuse me of yes. putting some sort of Spence. twist. <laughs> he sprinkled something in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so as we've touched on tonight, uh, this is going to conclude our Brown Ale uh, four-episode series. So we've done an intro to Brown Ales, we did the English Brown Ales, American Brown Ales, and that brings us to the Belgian Brown Ales. I've got Miss Anna Joy Goodhart sitting uh, kind of catty corner from me. She's going to help me explain kind of what to expect from Belgian Brown Ales, but not just that, but just Belgian styles in general. So, the first question we ask is, what is a Belgian-style beer? And Anna, you can back me up and feel free to chime in at any time, but Belgium really doesn't have that purification law that Germany has, that the UK has. Uh, so they really don't have a, a standard style, so to speak. Sure, they've got, you know, Saison, triples, quads, uh, you know, sours, but really a Belgian is just a Belgian. What do you expect when somebody says, this is a Belgian, and what would you explain to kind of a, uh, a new learner uh, with, with just that basic description? It's Belgian. Sure, yeah, well, um, 
honestly, it's so hard because I feel like there's so many things that could possibly lend to the, at the heart of it for me. When you think about using Belgian yeast in a beer, Belgian yeast tends to lend to a little bit of a like more prominent spicy notes when you're drinking them. Um, and also occasionally get those fruity esters in there as well. Everything that I'm seeing from me, and obviously this is sort of inherent with it being a brown ale, is in the color you're assuming it's going to be a little bit maltier. And that is something for me that I'm a really big fan of. I will say, you know, Belgian isn't exactly my forte when it comes to knowledge about beers, but I am really looking forward to seeing sort of what nuance we find within the ones that we're drinking. Um, <laughs> at there in Europe, they do a lot of wild things, and, you know, Belgium is so close to Germany that I'm curious to see if, if they've pulled from any of those sort of very pure, very classic, like we talked about, there there are some laws that certain beers, and especially, I mean, Germany is very intense about this, obviously England, there's these other places that have these very particular ways and of making beer to make sure that it lives up to a standard, so I'm curious to see what we will confront here with, with the ones we have in front of us. Sure, so, exactly right. Um, the main kind of idea that I, I want to pull from that is the yeast. Yes. The Belgian yeast is very unique. Uh, just as champagne, uh, yes, that is touching on wine, but champagne has their own yeast. Uh, Belgian has that very unique wild yeast, and it gives it a very just undistinguishable flavor. Um, so when we discussed West Coast IPA's first episode, uh, Zach Barnes, the, one of the co-owners here at Great Flood, you know, he said, based on the hops, and West Coast are going to be more focused on the hops, with the malt backing, I want to bring to the table that a Belgian is going to be more yeast forward with the malt backing. Is, would you agree, Anna? Yeah, I think that's definitely right. That is sort of one of the, Belgian yeast is essentially what makes it a Belgian beer, right? So that's going to be one of the more prominent features that you have in the flavor. Probably. Right. And, once, <laughs> and once you have one, you kind of like know what, what a Belgian yeast is. Absolutely. Absolutely. So going back to what I said about like Belgian not really having a particular style of beer, uh, I just want to list off a few of the different uh, styles or types of beer that you know originally did come from Belgium. And one of them, and these are just a few, mind you, but to start off we've got the Belgian White or the Belgian Witz beer. We've got Lambics. We've got Saisons or farmhouse ales. We've got doubles, 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 however you want to say it. Triples or tripels. We got quadruples or quads. Um, and that's that's just the name of few. So when when we start talking about Belgians, there really is a, a so. I mean, we could spend probably six months yes you know on on exploring what it what, what it all has but um, I do have to say I did my best to focus on Belgian browns uh, to remind our listeners a brown is an ale mostly made with brown malts typically more malt forward being Belgian I would expect these to have more of that yeast in the spotlight with the malt back in uh, low Low IBUs, ABVs anywhere from probably four and a half. I think half it's about four and a half to eight, seven or seven. eight. Yeah, something within that range. So you can so, go. I mean, I'm curious to see if any of these get kind of boozy because you yeah. can get up there with when you with start the to like do the, the, the doubles, tri- the triples, triples, especially. Oh the God, quads. yes. I mean, you're talking. <laughs> 
uh, 12 and a half percent on those quads and then yeah. they may even barrel age them a little bit and then that uh, that's just going to add to it so let's uh let's go ahead and get started on tasting uh now i just want to go ahead and confirm you guys do not know what's in front of you i have no we idea we do what not this is. except that it is beer yes it is belgian brown or like belgian brown and it looks delicious. And it looks delicious. <laughs> Thank you, Fuego. Fuego. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Anna, usually I allow the professional to show us newbies how sure. to run through our tasting grid. And since we are bringing simplicity back to the complex world of beverage, it only makes sense that our table is simple as well. So, as simple as it comes, we're going to judge the beers on site, smell, taste, finish and then we all come together for a conclusion all right and then i'm gonna let uh fuego take the next one and then kenyatta take the third so if you just want to run through each uh step again that sight smell taste finish and then we'll all come together for a conclusion Absolutely. Right. So obviously the first thing, since we've been talking about these and I'm tantalizing my taste buds just staring at them, I will say this one kind of in its sight is the least appealing to me personally in that it's relatively transparent for being a brown ale. If you hold it up to the light, I mean, it's got a really sort of nice color, but it's something that for me, for something that already I want to be malt forward, I'm nervous is not going to get what I want done as far as what it tastes like. So um, moving on to smell. Hmm. It's actually really quite fruity and maybe even the teensiest, teensiest bit boozy. Um, maybe, it, I feel like there's some like stone fruit, like cherry. There, it seems to be like a deep cherry flavor. And okay, like I stand corrected a little bit. Um, mouthfeel to me is a little... Um, almost too light for how strong I feel like this the aroma on it was which almost feels disappointing but but also makes me feel like I could drink it in substantial quantities um I really I think I actually quite enjoy what's what's popping up in here yeah so so I hear you but and this is maybe my hop head dorkiness <laughs> sure but it smelled like it was a gonna be more of a sour taste to me, and when I tasted, that's the first things that pop out to me. I can see what you're saying with that a little bit for sure. I, I, I like like the mild sourness, which to me is, right. is that cherry, which actually I think, and that is what I will say. I'm I am a sour hater, but if there's any sort of tartness I can ever handle, it's a cherry. It's in a cherry flavor of anything. I, I don't disagree with that because I'm kind of with you. Look, I'm taking a second swig of it, so it's not necessarily you know repelling me. But yeah, I think you're spot on on cherries. Yeah, yeah. It's like a little, it lingers a little bit weirdly for me. It lingers on like the front of my tongue, not like the back of my throat, which is not necessarily, I think that sort of lends to the light body of it. I feel like heavier bodies tend to linger sort of all, like all yeah. the way down. This is sort of, it's still there, but it's all at the front of my mouth, which I think is what makes me want to drink it more. So that tip of your tongue, that's where your sweet receptors are on your, on your palate. Mm -hmm. So getting scientific. <laughs> hey, I don't want to make it too complex, but if you're if you're saying that you know that's 
Where, 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 what, whatever happened to bring simplicity to the complex? <laughs> <laughs> you made a complex on me, man. Well, yeah, that's, let, that's, me, let me remind you guys. That's why I'm here, not man. the professional, okay? <laughs> I'm not. I am the average beer drinker, okay? And you guys, you guys have me baffled. I'm so, <laughs> right, so, so put it in your words. Put it in your words. What What do you pick up? What do you like or not like about it? No. Uh, like I said earlier, you know, I am the, I am that average beer drinker, so yeah. I'm not really, but I, I'm not a, you know, it's not something I've been doing my whole life, so sure. so I'm open to new things, and like like she said it, I was expecting I was expecting more of like, uh, you know, because I, I picked up those hints of that of that cherry she was talking about, um, but honestly, it wasn't it wasn't like super like strong like like overwhelming like a yeah. sour like we're like like we're a sour i you know i may take a, you know a couple swigs and i'm like you know that i i can i can see how somebody like it and then i'm done with it you know uh you know I, like she said I, I feel like i could you know if, if a buddy came over with a six pack you know and i'll drink i'll drink three of them and you drink three of them and we'll have a good night. yeah yeah we'll have a good night so but, uh, yeah, so, I, I I do enjoy it, man. It's, so and on the finish and what a finish is is basically after you've swallowed it, what what's that sensation? Does it last or do you feel some grit? Do you still have that sweetness? Is it short? Is it long? It almost to me ends with a little bit of like a like that after you've eaten like a warhead. It has a little bit of a sour like an ending of a sour finish. I'm still feeling it, like on the tip of my tongue. I almost feel like throughout the whole thing I'm most disappointed with the finish because I want I almost want it to have a little bit more of a you want that cherry finish on it yeah a little end? bit of it like I mean syrupy always sounds so sweet but I mean it more in the mouth feel of I want it to be like a little a little smooth all the way around where I feel like it's just hitting the tip of my tongue and I'm not yeah totally satisfied although the flavor is good yeah I mean I think overall and I pretty much almost killed off this whole sample. Oh, I already did for sure. Um, <laughs> it's interesting because I'm trying to try to pick up other stuff out of it. It's definitely light body. That's the one yeah, thing yeah. I know I pick out of this, which I wasn't really picking up because, you know, if I'm looking at the color of it, like you stated, yeah. Yeah, I think you hit it spot on early on. Yeah, you're expecting something a lot. I'm, ex I'm expecting yeah. something a little bit more lasting. So, you know, I've been trying to get air air into my mouth, you know, rubbing the top of my, top of the roof of my mouth the whole nine yards and trying to figure stuff out and, you know, cherry is definitely prominent there. Uh, the finish cuts off really quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, I would say this is a beer that, while it's not in my rotation, it's a beer I could have at my house to give to other people to drink because other people will probably drink this. Oh, and, yeah. um, you know, it's a solid. It's a, it, it's it's a solid beer. Now, does this fit to the Belgian style? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> 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 you know, I know I'm, I am the expert here as far as beer goes, and like I said, this is not necessarily my my forte. Um, I will say you're definitely getting those fruity esters that we talked about. You definitely do get a maltiness to it. So in that way, I mean, there is some reflection of that classic style. Yeah. Um, I'm very curious to see how it compares sort of down the line. I This next beer we have coming up is is piquing my curiosity incredibly. Uh, I, think, I think that beer is going to be bad. And Jose, like, uh, any other questions or what? Uh, and Yes, we do have more. I know that's what you're going to ask. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, but, but well, honey, I'm predictable. But yeah, but I'm that guy, you know. I, I you know, if, if, if I'm gonna give you, a, if I'm gonna give you a trial run, you know, I, I want to see you work, you know. So yep. if there is more, you know, I, I, I take a little glass of it. Man. So it wasn't awful. No, no, like I said, well, he said something about you know, it may not be something he would drink, but it's something to keep in the house for somebody to drink. Sure. Yeah. Hey, I might come over and watch the game on Sunday night, baby. You hear me? There so you go. if you do, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. One of these, I may drink one, you know? <laughs> so, so let me ask you all this. Have you tasted anything like this before? Um, you know, part of me wants to say yes, but... You know, part but, of that, but you don't want to commit to that because you're not well, big on sours. <laughs> well, and, and the thing is, it's like I, I've been to quite a few beer festivals that yeah. I know I've probably come across it. Right, right. And you know, as long as we're, as long as we're not going well off the beaten path, and this brewery hasn't come around in the last four or five years, I'm pretty confident I probably have had this somewhere. Yeah, and, right. And right. I mean, I'm not trying to be over the top like go to all these beer festivals, but. You know, I've been to the majority of the, the good sized ones and the rarer ones. So, you know, I've tasted something similar to it. Now, when you pull it up, I'm like, oh, dear God, I've never had that before. But I, I, I've tasted something similar. Now, the delicacy of it kind of concerns me because the delicacy portion of it would not necessarily be around me. <laughs> If, if you guys haven't picked up on that, but, uh, <laughs> you know, but I have tasted a lot of that complexity that's in that beer. I have tasted before. Now, where I could place it, I cannot tell you. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I think I'm feeling the same way. You know, I've, like I said, you know, I'm fairly new to the game as far as drinking. You know, I haven't been doing it my whole life, uh, you know, with, uh, with the craft beers and, the, you know, but uh, it's definitely, it's. It's definitely got hints of stuff that I've tried before, uh, and, and, and like just like Kenyatta said, it's not something I can really place my finger on, but I, I know that I've experienced something very similar. But yeah, for All sure. Right. So I just want to take this time uh, during the segue here. The reason that we have a professional on the show, obviously, is to teach. And the reason we have an average imbiber on the show is to say, whoa, 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 whoa. You're speaking language, you're saying words, and I'm not, it's going way over my head. <laughs> Rephrase that. Right, so, that's me. <laughs> that, you're doing a great job, Fuego. <laughs> I love you, here, brother. Thank you, Papa. Absolutely. So, go ahead, now that your tasters are warmed up, you, uh, you've seen how Anna's done it. Go ahead and tell us what you see on the beer, what you smell on the beer, taste it, let us know what you're tasting, and then that finish after you swallow right on well uh, I, I tell you that it is the lightest of the three um, you know it's definitely it's uh, it's got a, it's got a, but it's got a rich it's got a rich agriculture man it's uh, a, a lot lighter though uh, clear clear um, not really not really an overwhelming smell like the like the first one um, you know that that first one really uh, did, you know that that uh, that yeah, it, it really just tapped you in the nose, uh, something tough. And this one, it, it doesn't really have that, man. Uh, it's not really standing out to me. Ooh. 
but you know, I'm, I'm gonna dig in there. I'm gonna let you. But you know what I'm feeling though. Um, hmm. It's hmm. it's smooth, man. Uh, I will say it, it is a. Uh, it's it's not as smooth as the first one. It's a little more hoppy, but it's it's not like overwhelmingly hoppy, you know. Um, not like not like you know obviously like a double IPA where it just you know smacks you in the back of the tongue. But this thing, uh, it's it's a smooth hoppy. It's. I definitely not agree. really some, not really something what, what I was expecting, you know. Um, but it's it, it, no, it's good. We're, we're gonna Oh no, I absolutely agree. It's way, it, you definitely get way more bitterness, way more hoppiness. There's, to me, like, again, there's the sort of lactic sourness coming through on this one as well. Less so and not necessarily tied to like a fruity flavor. There's right. some, there's some, there's something fruity about it, but it's not pinpointable right, so much right, as the last right. one. And yeah, you, the last one, but you it's know, like you a said hoppy. cherry, it's, you know, that was already registered in the back of my mind. But this one, yeah, it's, it's, the, and, and the finish is, um, you know, it doesn't really, it doesn't really uh, last that long. Like a wet, where a really hoppy beer, you know, like you're done sipping on it, then like a minute later, you know, it's still in the back of your, you know, like right. yeah, it, the taste doesn't, it, it's not really there as far as like lingering wise. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it, but it's it's not bad, man. I, I, I so so to go to that point about the lactic. The one thing I kind of noticed is it has a little bit more of a creaminess to it, yes. which right. maybe adds to that lactic. Um, and we'll talk offline, but I was at a different brewery in town where they were doing some weird stuff. And <laughs> there was, you know, they were adding lactic, and it was a chemistry experiment. It, it was throwing me off all night of what it was. But so the lactic I could definitely pick up on. Um, I also picked up on, it's a little more boozy than the other one. Um, as I um, took a sip and I got as much air in as I could, um, I could pick it up on the back end. And um, the boozy, there is a little bit more of an alcohol taste there on the back oh, yeah, end. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm getting a lot more of like the earthiness, I think, from the yeast on I, this one. A little like, that, that was, almost like woodsy. Is it? Am I like? Am I going crazy over here? You're I, I feel like it's, you know, it's a little I, like almost like Christmassy is what it's reminded me of. And I realize I'm sounding so like, huh? I, but you know, <laughs> I think I think that's a little fair. I think that's fair to a certain extent because kind of piney almost like it's just like piney Because there's stuff earthy. I can't pick up, and I'm like, it's not like a cinnamon or. Well, it's not something normal, so I could go with that. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, compared to the first one, which was that stone fruit, that cherry, yeah, exactly yeah. forward, and now we go to this, and it's definitely almost like someone tripped you, and you got yeah. a little mouthful of dirt. So, yeah, yeah, a little yeah. like dirt and pine needles, it, you know, it, but it, but it's like nice. You know, like I said before, you know, a little um, bit of rubbing up. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm big on the hefeweizens, you know, and this kind of has. The, the, the smell, you know, the Here, smell, it's like the, the smell and the, the taste, yeah, the smell and the taste finally click. Uh, you know, it, I'm sorry, you know, it, the, the weather changes here, like, like my wife changes the clothes, you know, it, it you know, she, an outfit, <laughs> three outfits before we go out to dinner, and I'm like, I'm like, baby, you look gorgeous, let's go. But <laughs> seriously, the, the, the seasons here change so fast that 
maybe it's maybe it's the allergy. I, I don't know what it is, but my nose wasn't cooperating. But now yeah. I really I do I feel that clove that that, that I get from the Hefeweizen. You know that that taste and that smell. Your new nickname for me is gonna be Be Real. Be Real. <laughs> like Cypress Hill. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be real though, you know. I'm not fake, and I keep it 100. That's actually how he got his nickname, Fuego. His first night here, I was working, and he just kept saying, "Fire! It's fire! It's fire!" Hey, try this beer. And I didn't know his name, and I didn't know his name, so obviously he's, uh, you know. I I thought you, I thought you named me uh, Fuego because I was hot. No, man, I named you Fuego because everything's fire. You're fire. All right, well. Now that my whole life has been a lie, <laughs> let's get on with the show. Let's get on with the show. You know, I would be interested to taste this again when it's a bit warmer. Yeah. See what kind of flavor opens yeah. up. Yeah, because I'm just sitting I bet and it yeah. Watch well, it. I bet it does. Watch you rub your hands together a little. That's what I've been trying to do. It's like get it warmer, because I'm like you know, it's one of those things where you taste because like you said when you taste it. I mean, I'm working hard to try to pick this stuff out. Yeah, yeah. And it's, um, it wasn't coming out. But the booziness came out. And like you said before, and the lactose came out. The creaminess came, which is weird. Creamy booziness. Yeah, You normally see in a Russian IPA. It's almost like something that's a lot more. So now that you're saying that, my my mind connected like a milk, or like a caramel. Yes. Oh. Oh. Because it's Good got call. it's got the booze, it's got that sweetness kind of undertone, but it definitely bites. It definitely bites. So what's our what's our overall conclusion of the beer? Is it off balance maybe? Is it the thing too that complex, the thing that's missing what? for me is that it's almost for everything that it carries through the whole sip of the beer leaves me a little too bitter and almost like a little dry mouth. Yes. Which is throwing me yeah, off a little. It, it's making me want to continue to drink it, but also every time I drink it, at the end I feel a little dissatisfied. Like the experience up to the end is disappointing. Or I'm, I'm sorry, up until the end is great, but then at the end I find it a little a little disappointing. I kept rubbing the top of my roof right. of my mouth and it's like, yeah, it is definitely taking taking the life and water yeah. out of your mouth on it. And like you said, the first sip of this, I'm like, this is on balance. As I started drinking it more, I'm like, this is starting to become more and more off. And then you get to the point of, okay, this is where I probably need to go to you know, Somalia school or whatever the beer equivalent is <laughs> and uh, start really, Cicerone. thank you, Cicerone, and start trying to figure this thing out because uh, there's a complexity in this beer. It's actually, I think, much more complex than the first one. Oh, yeah. And actually with a little bit of warmth, I'm finding that even more, although the the warmer it gets, I feel like the more I dislike it. Booziness coming out? Not even the booziness as much as to me, it's like, it's that earthiness and the, and the mouthfeel. The more I drink it, the more I, I'm disliking right. the mouthfeel. So I'm, I'm going to reach back to my Napa roots and I promise I'll explain Ooh. it here, uh, Jose. But um, what, what I've kind of picked up on conversation and myself sipping it is that the astringency or that mouth drying sensation... Um, that comes from either wood or aging on stem and seeds or skins, typically with wine. 
especially, but that astringency, that dry mouth sensation is overpowering, especially with a lack of a finish, and then it allows that booze to really show forth. Yep. Is, is that accurate? Yeah. Do you all agree? I would or? say that's on point for me at least. I yeah, know. I definitely agree with that assessment. Okay. It, you framed it so positively, and I'm over here agreeing with you, but also being like, oh gosh, but I wish. Oh, so there's two experts. I know. Two experts. Showing me up okay. over here. Okay. Well, hey, man, I, I, just, I see you, baby. I see you, baby. <laughs> I, I pitched the idea of Spence talk, and Kenyatta was like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Oh, he yeah. said, why do you get to get all the girls? <laughs> you got one. <laughs> I got one. Let's just make an advocate's advocate. <laughs> I get it. I I'm get trying it. to ride his coattails, man. Hey, Are man. you kidding me? <laughs> hey, hey, but if it would have been us three, the, the, you know, the three musketeers or the Los Tres Amigos, if you will, <laughs> we definitely would have had Jose Twalk. That's all I'm saying. We would have we would have, we would have figured something out. Show. Give me a uh, Jose Abla. Habla. Habla Jose. You know, they, they say it backwards. I mean, everything's backwards. Oh, dude, we need to talk that shit out. <laughs> you can keep that in. <laughs> all right. So, beer number two. Uh, all right. Uh, I, I we're, we're, we're moving through. We're moving through. All right, Kenyatta, you've been through this a time or two, as they say here. It ain't your first rodeo. Oh. So, how it's done. So, on the color, uh, it's got that reddish color like the first one, except it's a little more hazy, a little more opaque. It's darker. I'm excited about It is about darker. This. Yeah. Um, oh. This may be what I would expect a brown ale to be in my world, but, uh, you know, I'm not sure to smell. Oh, yeah. I do smell booziness off of this, though. Right off the bat, booziness hits me. Um, but it smells really good. No, so this is this is kind of this may be a Kenyatta special. So this is like <laughs> no, they said the best for last. Is that what, you, is that what this, he did for you, baby? This is this is my world. So I was like, so far two for two. We're good. We're good. So um, good smell. As far as um, what's coming off of it, I mean, I'm having. It's definitely stronger than the second one. It doesn't oh, hit yeah. you in the nose like the first one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's got a lot of different smells that I'm trying to pick up off of here. I mean, um, maybe a little bit of cherry, maybe, yeah, I, I, but not just much. Just like the first one, it's not an overwhelmingly cherry, but I, I did pick up that yeah, cherry as well. I mean, you know, maybe a little bit of earthiness. So yeah, I'm kind of combining both, but I'm, I'm not sure. I'm finding this one to have much more of a balance than both of the ones prior. Gosh, she's already taking a sip. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I'm just enjoying this specific one so much. <laughs> okay, I can see why she actually enjoys this. So, I think this one also has some lactose in it. It definitely feels creamy. It has a, yeah, the mouthfeel on it is a lot, in my opinion, more satiating because it it's sort of like a full mouthfeel. Yeah. The uh, aftertaste lingers a bit more So than the other two, in my mind. Um, I'm definitely picking up the booziness. Um, that's one of the things that always sticks out to me, go figure. But, um, <laughs> you know, you that's just... Head. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, is there alcohol in here? Yes, there is. Okay. 
Um, that's what sticks out to me. Now, we're going to find out this has the least amount of alcohol in it. But, um, <laughs> you know, overall, I mean, I do agree with the balance of it. It's also the warmest of the three we tasted. Yeah, I was wondering if that was, I mean, obviously by default it's our third one, but the last one I was like effortfully warming up, and this one, I don't know if, it, if that's just circumstantial or if per the booziness, maybe it's um, we've talked, we've feeling talked a, a little lot warmer. On, yeah, we talked a lot on the second one too. I mean, we were... We were investigating that like it was a science experiment. So, <laughs> it I mean, is not, though. I mean, we're keeping it simple, but it is. Yeah. Simple. But I mean, but this is this is a grown adult yeah, science I, experiment. Yeah. I mean, I am here for it. Why wasn't it like this when I was in high school? Uh, yeah. You know, in, in, in my in my exactly. science teacher, you know, and shout out to my science teacher. But when when I was in high school, she told me, you know, one day you're gonna love science. You know, you're gonna use it in real life. Had I known she was talking about drinking beer on on Spencer's podcast, I you would have paid attention. I would have paid more attention. It's called incentivizing. I swear, you just gotta be, hey, be real with the youth of the future. Just tell them, be like, look, one day you're gonna be just like Poppy, and you're gonna be on you're gonna be on the podcast, you're gonna be tasting some fancy nice beers, and you're gonna have a good old time and. See if the kids don't pay attention to it. Jose, Papi Fuego, Hernandez, 2020. 2020. <laughs> hey, more of this. Hey, if I run, I just, I just want your vote. That's all I want. You know, I'll, I'll make your wildest dreams come true like they said in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like the, the pause from everyone. I'd probably be the Macho Camacho dude from like uh, Idiot... What, uh, Idiocracy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. These beers must be boozy. Because <laughs> <laughs> we talking all kinds of stuff on here, aren't we? Okay, so back on target. Back on target. So, uh, I've got... Uh, um, it's very was, boozy. I got the smell was boozy but fruity, musty but delicate, complex but balanced. I want to throw in a little bit of, like, oaky. Yeah, there's, there's definitely some kind of... I don't know if it's oakiness. There's something there. Yeah, it's it's something. It's something. Uh, I, you know, obviously, I'm not the professional, but there there is something else that, that spoke now. Um, that that that. Uh, I don't know if it's just the booziness. I don't. I don't know. It, so, Kenyatta, what else are you tasting on it? You said that the booze is prominent, but I mean, you mentioned like straight off the bat. Like the fruit, are you tasting it? I think it's similar to the first one as far as cherry goes. I yeah, mean, I am. That is popping out the warmer it gets. This one I feel like is less, less of that sour. I feel like we talked a lot about how, especially the first one. I yeah. mean, they they all had a little bit of tartness to them in some way, like the lactic right. tartness that comes with it. This one, to me, I think that's where the balance comes in. Is this? Yes. Is, yes. To, to me, it almost is like a date. Not, oh. not what you're thinking, Pop. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> like, not like, like, not like a little date got sour. This, not this. The little, the fruit. Yeah, the yeah. fruit. And, yeah. and it's almost like, I remember my first date. I looked at it, didn't want to taste it. And like, it's not overly sweet. Right. I mean, it, it does have, it's tart. I mean, it's almost like a uh, raisin yep. minus the sugar. Oh, interesting. I can... I can see where you're picking up on that. That kind of makes sense. I yeah. feel like one thing I'm feeling throughout all of these beers, though, is this 
really intense need to want to pair it with things. And I like I don't know a lot about how to pair like beer and food, but this to me is making me want to go and like find some really nice like cheeses yep. and yeah. chicken and fish and all of these like herbs like and things a, because a creamy cheese. Yes. Exactly because what I what I feel like maybe where I would be would so excited about drinking some of these is in some pairing like that to find that yep. balance a little bit more significantly. So, well, I would be happy with sipping on this and having some medjool dates just like he was talking about, you know. I'm, I'm good with dates. Sorry, I'm extra. I Eat the fruit and See, drink, but, drink but the booze. But think about this. But think about this. You could do that, or you could stuff them with herbed goat cheese and wrap them in yeah. bacon and do the same thing. And would that not be enjoyable? Hold on, hold on, mama. Hold on, mama. Hold on, mama. Pause for a second and bring that back. Did you just holler bacon? You said bacon, right? Yeah, honey. Like, 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 I, you can't see me. I'm a bigger dude. I'm good looking, but I'm bigger. But she said bacon and she got my attention. So I just, I just wanted to make sure <laughs> I'm what we were talking about. Wrapped in bacon. Goat cheese stuffed beer, dates bacon, wrapped in bacon want? with this beer would be prime. That's uh, all I'm saying. That's pretty much prime with any beer. Okay, well, all right. You know what? You're not wrong. You are but not wrong. to your point. Bacon is prime with To your point, beer. all three of these beers almost get... You know, since me and Spence day one, we've always talked about, you know, we both have gravitation towards wine, yeah. for the most part, more than beer. But yes, I can see where she's coming from, of like starting to pair this, because it's like, you know, yeah, with all of them. I mean, it's like the, the cherry, like I said, I'm tasting that cherry, it's like, you're absolutely correct, I could pair that, you know. Have I, some white fish over rice. Yeah, it's, and... You know, that's probably a 2019 uh, uh, podcast is pairing uh, beer Level with up. food. Because, I mean, most people always pair wine with food, but pairing beer with food is right up there. Um, but yeah, I agree. Um, well, and that is the one thing about brown ales, and obviously because we're specifically in the realm of Belgian browns, you're getting a little bit more of that fruitiness, a little, a little more unique, specifically Belgian yeast-oriented flavors. But brown ales, they like catch a lot of flack because you're just like, oh, it's a brown ale, and it feels a little basic. Brown ales are one of like the almost like least drank, yep. or at least people drink them. But it's when you ask someone what is your preferred style of beer, very few. People People are going to come at you with a it's it's a brown ale because right. and and by definition brown ale is one of the only beers we call just strictly on color which is so not nuanced where we're so nuanced within the industry so it's an interesting thing because brown ales really are one of the types of beers you can pair with so many types of food because they pull out so many different styles of flavors and they undercut certain things or they balance out certain things they are so malleable within the palate these again a little more nuanced with like a little bit of the fruitiness and a little bit of the sour that's coming through but but brown ales are just so fascinating for that specific reason that they they are very workable you can really and go back a few weeks that's one of the things we said like brown ales they fly under the radar yes you know they're, they're not you know in the spotlight but those people who understand them and know which ones you know they really really like they're able to pair it with anything from a burger to steak nachos absolutely so all right so those are the three beers that's the uh that's the chat that's the talk 
And so now comes the part of the show the where no, we rank them. Oh, you have now. been out for a few weeks. I have been out for a few weeks. <laughs> All right. You know what they say? If you don't use it, you, you lose, lose it. it. All right, bye bye. So we need you to. We need you to we need you to show up. <laughs> yeah. Stop yeah, taking holidays for two weeks. So, <laughs> Not the first time I heard that either. That's so what? Kenyatta, <laughs> show up. Kenyatta and Jose, I'm going to ask you all to rank these either beer one, beer two, beer three. Rank them first, second, and third based on how you enjoyed them personally. For That's me, it. I'm going to, here's my order. Two, three, one. Um, you know, not taking away from two. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, not taking away from three. It's. Uh, I just feel like two was a little, a little more smoother for me. Um, you know, I, I don't mind the bitter. I don't mind hoppy. I don't mind boozy. Uh, you know, stuff like that. But two, I feel like if, if we're talking about, hey, come watch the football game. We're gonna have it. You know, you know what do you want to drink? You know. Give me number two. That's that's what I'll enjoy for the rest of the night. Um, you know, like I said, I, I I don't know if it was when uh, when I first started drinking um, to to where like I I really I did like the sours because I didn't have that developed palate, you know. So I was drinking sours. I was drinking you know cherry sours, and I've gotten so far away from that that I really I'm not really big on anything that has like. Uh, like uh, like the cherry ends to it, you know. Sure. Um, so obviously, number one had the strongest cherry taste uh, to it, so that's why that came in last, you know. The second one had a little bit, not as much. It was more enjoyable, so it came in at number two. But number three, I mean, or it can't. But but number two came in at number one because it was uh, it was a lot smoother for me to drink. Um, it was le- and, and like I said, it had that uh, it had that clove. Reminiscent like the um, like the Hefeweizens. I'm big on it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it had that it had that in that color that taste in that color. So it it, it reminded me more of that uh, than than anything or, or, or like a smoother saison, you know, something along that nature. So two two definitely was my favorite. Two three one. Two three one. I got you down. And Kenyatta, you got to follow that. Um. I'd almost agree with that because, so, you know, I saved a little bit to let it get warmer as well so I get some final tasting uh, before I had to, like, cast my vote, quote-unquote. Uh, it's election, election day, maybe. But, um, yeah, I'd actually have to agree. I think it's 2-3-1 because, and this coming from me, I think 3 is almost too boozy at a point in my mind. Um... And that doesn't happen very often for me. So it's almost like as it's gotten warmer, the booziness just keeps coming out more and more. Yeah. More so to number two. Well, there's no hop to kind of combat that. Right. So there's no bitterness to go with that ethanol sweetness. Good call. Very so, good call. But that's that's just a side note for the listeners there. No, that's actually good. That's actually a very good point because two is definitely hoppier than three to begin with. And as it gets warmer, that yeah. booziness just starts flowing out. Yep. And yep. on this one, we were originally talking like number two is going to get more boozy as it's gone along. But it's kind of held because I think the hoppiness has kind of held it in check and kept it more balanced. Possibly. So as it's gotten warmer, it's actually almost kind of 
more balanced in some ways. So I'm going to go two, three, one, and one is not a bad beer. Um, it's no. just, it's just you know that that cherry kind of takes over. It's a little delicate for me, but all three of these beers can be in my house, <laughs> and that's something to be said. I, I was actually excited to see all of your reactions to these beers. I wasn't sure how you were going to do it. I, I wasn't sure how you would react. So it's uh, it's been a fun show for me just kind of watching you. Yeah, number that. two, the warmer it's gotten, the better I'm like, I'm getting this beer. <laughs> or it could just be the booziness in the <laughs> So, All right, now Anna, as the professional, I'm going to ask you to rate these beers based on style, not your personal taste. Sure. So, based on true Belgian. So, based, and again, Belgian I. Yeah. I, you know, I probably would have done so much more as a professional had it had a better style I was more familiar with. But what I do know and what I will say is that, in, in so in my opinion, uh, I would go honestly three and one almost, almost equivalent, although leaning more on three as sort of the leader in that. To me, the second one, while a decent beer, although I was I personally wasn't thrilled with some of like the ending flavors, the hoppiness is just not quite as much of a characteristic of a Belgian brown, and also the color was, again, pretty cool actually and quite beautiful, but not really true to me to what I would what I would expect seeing light and also very almost you're you're bordering on coppery in the tone versus a brown. Um, and, and you mentioned this actually, like a little bit of a hazier appearance. So there was a lot happening in that one that I would probably rate that one as like the least true to what I understand about what a Belgian brown style is. Um, the rest of the characteristics, I have some personal like preferential notes on, but the other two I felt like actually were very much in a similar realm. They left a bit of a different mouthfeel. They left a little bit of a different finish, but they had some really just really nice malty notes, really nice fruity notes. You get some little spice. I felt like there was, as I was like drinking through a little bit of the rest of these last sips of like, I felt like there was just a little more complexity in the spiciness. Not, I don't mean spiciness, like spiciness, but the the spices that I am pulling from these flavors, exactly, are a little, just a little truer to that Belgian yeast, that like sort of sweetness, a little, um, a little wooden, which I had mentioned as well. So I'm not actually, I don't know that I would professionally rate the three and the one significantly different. But you gotta. Okay, but I have to. Okay, so <laughs> since I have to, I think just based on the level of balance, I want to put the third one as my first one. So you're saying three, one, two. I'm saying three, one, right. two. Right. I see that. Three, one, two is my rating. Right, right, right. As a professional. And you know, because again, and I felt like the sour, like the lactic sort of the sourness that existed, the cherry flavors that existed in the third one were just, they were better, they were crisper, they were nicer on the mouthfeel, they were more balanced, they left, they left me just Definitely as a balanced. drinker more satiated. For sure. For sure. All right. So this is the first Kenyatta. We've got a tie. Really? Oh boy. I'm doing my quick math here, right? Beer number three has seven points. Okay. Beer number two has seven points. So I think it only makes sense that I'm the tiebreaker. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, Is that drum roll? <laughs> 
Now, Kenyatta, do you want me to do it on my personal palette or based on style? Personal palette. Personal palette. Beer Wait, number can I inter can I interject this? Because <laughs> no, just because you're hold professional on. doesn't no, no. mean you. No, no. But let me let me argue this point. Okay. Okay. Personal palette is fair, but because where we're at with a tie is two based on personal palette and one based on oh. professional. If you bring in your professional opinion, she that will bring the balance out. Kenyatta is the co-founder. I'm the. <laughs> okay. Overruled. Overruled. Because at the end of the day, we're average beer drinkers. Exactly. All of us. So, okay, I'm out of, yeah. fine. But no. you do bring up a legitimate point. That we I was going to say, I will at least appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, Spence, what are you telling us, Papa? What do you, in, what in, you all like? in all seriousness, give us the tiebreaker on your personal palette, but I do want to hear from your professional palette. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Let's hear them both. Best of both worlds. Let's hear I mean, both. Did you guys have anywhere to be? I don't. Yeah. I just want to hear it out. I want to hear it out. And, and I want the viewers, I mean, the listeners. Oh, wow. The listeners that I'm so I'm so used to being behind behind the camera. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I want all the listeners at home to be able to to know what's going on. You know how they should feel, how they should be feeling. You know, so let it, let us know, Spence. So personal palette, um, I've got to go beer number two. Okay. If I go style, I've got to go beer number three. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. fair. That makes sense. So that I mean, uh, given sense. the fact that we're having. Brown, you know, these are Belgian brown ales. Sure. And number two was not brown. It was the least of the brown of them all. <laughs> well, no, no, so no. no. So, me not being that. a professional, that's where my conclusion is wrong. <laughs> now, the professionals can tell you the real reason, but, but we all know that that's what it is. But the you real know. reason. That actually brings up a legitimate Legitimate, question. baby. From a standpoint, and yeah, well, I know we're going long, but... That does bring up a little bit of a question. We're talking about brown ales, and number two, which we picked, is not brown. So, I, again, I need to and reiterate. we're done with the brown, you mean? <laughs> I, I need to reiterate here, you know, what is a brown ale? A brown ale is, yes. is brewed with brown malt. Okay. That's it. So, just because, you know, it's not. It doesn't appear to be brown. Does not mean that it's not brewed with that brown malt. Spectacular. Oh, so you probably call so, cauliflower white broccoli too? Is that you what you're trying to say? Wait, that's funny as hell. I just simply think that uh, beard beard two uh, side or prep like my palate. I'm with Kenyatta. I'm a booze cruiser. I like that alcohol. Um, beer three was was too funky for me. But that being said, funk is what a Belgian is. It, it's that kind of unique, sometimes even wild or spontaneous fermentation. And so when it comes to style, hands down, beer three is the better style. But to my personal palate, which was asked for me to call on, beer two, you know, won it over. Now, honestly, I thought beer one was the best. Period, hands down. But I know what we're drinking, and I'm, I'm behind the microphone or behind the camera, as Jose said. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you what you okay? Bring that back. You said um, there was more funk to it. You said that 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 funk. That's what Belgian is, right? So you're telling me I'm Belgian because because hey. I'm one funky guy. You hear me, baby? 
So I must be Belgian. I'm gonna go home and I'm tell, gonna edit that. I'm gonna go home. Worry. I'm gonna go home and tell my mom. I'm, you know, six and one half dozen other. <laughs> All right. Now is when we come yeah, to the reviews. Yeah, so, so what are we drinking? What are we? What are we drinking? I I am intrigued at this. Point. I am yep. super intrigued. So beer number one, true Belgian old broom. Petrus. Really? Rude broom. So this beer, now typically I'm able to do like an average 12 ounce beer or six pack. This is a bomber. This, isn't this it? was sold 750 milliliter. Yep. And uh, doing the math, it was $11 for the 750. So that equates to about $5.21 for every 12 ounces pour. Oh my God. So pretty expensive here. Um, <laughs> again, this, this was, you know. My personal favorite, I think it had great qualities, um, you know, both style-wise and taste. Uh, it definitely was overpowering on the nose, but lacking on that finish. So, you know, let let the uh, kind of majority speak. It came in last place overall. So, and once at again, least on the show, as we said before, it's not a bad beer. I think all no, of us no, would right, have it right. in our De- house. Definitely keep it at your house. I'll, I'll yeah. be coming over for the game once. I'll drink order. it for sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, beer advocate. Oh, and I gotta say, I took out beer connoisseur after. Thank God. After eleven shows of BNC, uh, I just I was tired of complaining and uh, took it out. So <laughs> we beer, need a Facebook rant on that one. <laughs> <laughs> beer advocate had this at three point five three out of five, but there were only fifteen ratings. So take that for what it's worth. Yeah. Beer connoisseur had it ranked sixty six out of one hundred. And rate beer was 3.52 out of 5. So, I mean, rate... Overall, it seemed like this is kind of like a middle of the road. It didn't take any risks. Just kind of what you would... Seems like that reflects on all of our discussion about it. Right, right, right. But what I thought was kind of cool is that this beer is a blend of 33% Petrus aged pale and then 67% of the young brown beer. So it's almost a blend. Um, It's almost like a a, a sour mash, if if you will. Uh, Taking a little bit of of the new and the old and mixing it together for the desired flavor. Intriguing. So um, that's beer number one. Beer number two is actually not Belgian at all. Go figure, the American Number two wasn't? <laughs> nope. You nope. lied to us. I lied to you all. You. Yeah, that's normal. So, <laughs> so Mill Creek down in Nashville, Tennessee area. Uh, this is from their Shield series, the Dark Strong, batch number one, Belgian Brown Strong Ale. So this technically does not fall under a brown ale, but a strong ale. Very similar, but strong ales are not necessarily brewed with brown malt, as I was trying to lead up towards, but instead roasted malt, and that roasted malt is going to contain more sugar, which the more sugar will lead to higher ABV or a stronger beer. What was the ABV on that? ABV on that is 8%. Wow. The deception. The the betrayal. Whereas the Petrus was only five and a half. Okay, I can see that between those two. So, the average price on this is about two twenty-five, 
Uh, this was a limited release, so if you can find it, I highly suggest picking it up. Um, but it was about $225 um, per, six, per 16 ounce can. So I don't have it brought down to the uh, 12 ounce, but it's about $225 a can. It's not overly expensive, especially for what, you know, what beer it is. Yeah, it knows our favorite. So, uh, you know, it just goes to show, you know, that's a good shot to big cash. Huh? Beer Advocate had this ranked at 3.72 out of 5, but only 4 ratings. Great Beer had a 3.19 out of 5, and Untapped had a 3.69 out of 5. Uh, IBUs are 30 to 35. I had um, arguing um, data on that, and this says that, um, you know, a strong ale is not necessarily a brown despite its appearance, but we even discussed on the show that this was the lightest of the three that we had. The Dark Strong batch number one is the first batch of Mill Creek Shield Series. Mill Creek is located in Nashville, Tennessee, and shows Belgian styles are no longer made in just Belgium. And then finally, beer number three. I actually like left out the name of this brewery. This is like straight up true Belgium to where I don't think my American mouth could pronounce the word properly. <laughs> but this is the Nostradamus Brown. What? When are you French? Yeah. Yeah. No, I am French. I'm no, French no, Canadian. Well, no, what, what, what's the Nostradamus? Nostradamus was Nostradamus French. <laughs> no. No? No. I don't know. That, that's a history for my other podcast. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe so. But I, I just, you know, the reason I ask is because I, 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 I said I said before that I was really big on the Saisons and, you know, that being French and Belgian, you know, like, I know that, I know in Belgium that's like the second, it's like they, they speak uh, Belgian French. Like, yep. It's like so, the second biggest uh, language there or whatever. I'm, so. I'm going to give you a little uh, geography lesson here at the end, and that'll explain that question. Yeah. Uh, yes, Nostradamus here, was though. French. See? 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 I'm not just... I'm, that was right. So the um, this bottle was actually the exact same price as um, the first one, the Petrus. The 521? So, so $11 for, seven, for the 750 milliliters. Which makes sense. And then so, that's about yeah. 521 per 12 ounces of it. Uh, but the Beer Advocate had this ranked 4.05 oh. out of 5, so much higher. Great Beer was 95 out of 100. Untapped was 3.61 out of 5. What's the ABV? 9%. That makes sense. Okay. 9% on that. 9% on that. I could taste yep. that. So 5.5 <laughs> for Beer 1. Uh, it was 8% for Beer 2 and 9 on Beer 3. Huh. So, that, 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 that makes sense. There we go. Well, Kenyatta, another show in the books. Yeah. So Drink any, what you love, love what you drink. Drink responsibly. Right. Do we uh, have any last thoughts, Miss Anna, Pablo? Uh, no, I mean, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm, I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have any more thoughts. You said you had more of this. Where, where, where can I find this? <laughs> we, we got you off my here. Right on. So, I, I will say thank you guys for coming on the show. Um, you guys have been great. And, you know, every time that me and Spence, you know, do this show, I mean, it's a learning environment. And we love to talk with other people who, you know, it's more than just drinking beer. Oh, yeah. It's, it's uh, you know, it's learning and it's talking to other people and, 
it's having good discussion without you know coming to blows and you know I think it's almost apropos to have it on election night in this damn country where you know we're freaking you know probably gonna kneecap someone here in the next two hours after all the elections coming. <laughs> but um, you know as I digress um, you know it's great because you know we can talk about something and you know just have a good discussion and find what we love, love what we drink, and drink it responsibly. So, that's good. Well, I want to reiterate, thank you to our guests for coming out. And, um, Anna, thanks for uh, kind of leading the discussion here. I know it's not your forte, but you did a great job. Thank you, and again, Play thanks go. so much for having us. Yeah, yeah, I, I appreciate you having Play us on go. the show, my man. Hey, I'm Poppy. Hey, hey, I love you guys. I, I love all the listeners. Uh, you know, thanks for, thanks for tuning in, and, uh, you know, letting let us give you, you know, a view of what we think, you know, and uh, what we're experiencing here. No problem. So go ahead, and uh, if you haven't listened to all the episodes, I uh, hope that you all do. We are on Facebook. Go ahead and join the private group. Uh, join that community, and I want to hear what everybody has to say with these beers. Um, they, they've probably been some of the most unique that we've done so far. I, I don't know if I'm speaking out turn here, Kenyatta, but... No, you're pretty much so, on target. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been a wonderful experience. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Until next week, drink what you love, love what you drink, but always drink responsibly. That's right. We'll talk to you all later. He's going to have a photo shoot. I'll do it. Thank you, guys.